0: Hey guys, welcome back to the D2 Live. We're into the final week of the 2021 Tour de France and feels like it's already been going for about a month. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm your host, what about the riders? Oh, mate, we're not even there. Uh, yeah. Join, as always, my four-time national road champion, Johnny Trevorrow, the voice of cycling, Phil Liggett, uh, Olympic gold medalist and commentator, Scott McGrory. Uh, fellas, I'm pretty excited about this show because... If the pre-show chat is anything to go by, it's going to be a spicy episode, Phil. Your ears, your ear's still bleeding listening to Ify and Scooter trying to get a word in. I was just glad we hadn't started
1: the podcast. Otherwise, nobody would have been watching ever again. It was wonderful.
0: <laughs> I was a bit late
1: in this morning. I was just catching up on my notes, so I was observing rather than working
0: Well, if you, you might as well open the batting, mate. What do you, what do you want to talk about? Because uh, there's a few topics, but... Uh, what what gets under your grill?
2: <laughs> well, as you say, I mean the main thing I want to talk about is uh, you know the stage is coming up, of course, but um, yeah, there's just a couple of stories that popped up into uh, uh, into cycling uh, websites. One being the, um, the fact that uh, Lucky Morton's already uh, made it to Paris, so good on him. So we'll have a chat about that. Uh, Of course, a bit more on poor old Jack Hague, uh, not being able to make it to Tokyo and uh, who's going to replace him. So that's been a bit of a topic. I don't think it's been announced as yet. But we might hear some inside stuff from Scotty McGrory, who's uh, on the selection panel. More for the track than the road, but I'm sure he's got some input in here. Uh, But the other thing I've got under my uh, goat, got one wood out is uh, uh, the the, uh, wages for women's cycling. We we could be hearing lots of good stories about, um, you know, uh, the the improvement, the big improvement, but there's a really uh, in-depth story on cycling Tips about uh, just what's going on in women's cycling, uh, especially in the Conti teams, where a lot of the women aren't getting paid at all. And I thought we might have a little chat about that.
0: Well, obviously, so that
2: should
1: um, take about four hours. That sounds good to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You've got nothing else to do, have you, <laughs> you well, Phil?
0: <laughs> well, just quickly on that. I mean, Scooter, there are there've been announcements in the past twelve months of some of the world tour teams that have said we're going to pay minimum prize money the same as the men for the women. But uh, when you when you start going down to Conti teams. Uh, and then you hear issues with even the broadcast, like the Donna, the biggest race of the year, couldn't even sort out, you know, race images at the finishes and all this sort of stuff. And so sponsors are wanting value. I mean, it's not an easy fix, this problem, Scooter.
3: No, it's not. And a lot of it comes down to uh, basic money. But there's also um, just the the basic respect that we all should be giving to any sport male or female and one of the things that have has disappointed me in the past is how we often speak differently about the women's race and you'll hear little comments like um uh you know um surprisingly the women's race was interesting well, what well, so you expecting it not to be. You know, now there are plenty of men's races that are really boring as well. Um, you know, one of the World Championship races that I commented commented, or commentated on, 2012 World Champs, the women's race was far more interesting than the men's. And, of course, the last 10 kilometres of the men's race, super exciting, but the 240 kilometres before that, stuff all happened. And the women's race was really interesting in the last sort of 50, 60 k's. Um, so we've got to get past this... Expectation, or, um, you know, I guess the way we just describe and talk about the women's racing, just talk about what's happened, how it is, and they are the best in the business at what they do um, for their gender um, and get past that. Now, financially, it's obviously a big challenge. The women's Giro is a complete joke in terms of the broadcast. And if you bring in a minimum wage, I do foresee that there'll be a lot of teams down the bottom level that won't be able to afford to continue and they'll fall off. But I think we just have to get through that pain to get to a level where it's much more sustainable. Now, there is something that's going to be happening. I can't say really anything about it, but I can tell you that um, I think halfway through next season or by the end of next season, there will be some stuff that has happened that will really be a massive boost to women's cycling um, and yeah so watch this space you have to wait another year and a half but there is gonna be something happening next year uh, that uh, will give women cycling road cycling an incredible boost um, and yeah it's something really worth looking forward to. so and a lot of you guys all you guys know, You've already seen something that's that's happened that's going to be similar to what's going to happen in women's cycling in another sport, um, and I think everybody's loved it and enjoyed it, enjoyed seeing the behind the scenes of this other particular sport, and that's the kind of thing that we're going to see in women's cycling soon. Um, so it, it's coming. It's going to happen. It's just going to take
0: a little bit of pain mm. for we get there. If it was the Bay Crits back around the hot dog circuit, I'll be disappointed,
3: mate. It's a natural amphitheatre there, like the banking for the spectators on the side of the hill in Geelong. It's it's a grandstand that's made for cycling down there. But no, that's exactly. not that job. No, yeah. No.
0: Okay. Um, Tomo wants to know, Phil, what are your ideas on whether the women should race on the same stage on the same day as the men, i.e., the new women's tour to France. Well, the
1: problem is the, the technical aspects of running two events mm. at the same time, the manpower, the road closure length, the police services, the cost to uh, the councils. Um, and this is what they tried it, of course, as we know, in the 80s with the Women's Tour de France. So you was speaking with Trish, my wife, yesterday, mm. and she worked on all of the women's tours in those days as masseur or manager. Um, and what it did, they tried to run it, starting the women. In those days, they weren't so long the stages. Uh, the last 70 kilometres of the men's race course, the women started, and the schedule was to finish a good hour and a half before the men come in. But what they didn't allow for was all the journalists in those days that followed the Tour de France and the TV commentators uh, had to get to the finish line on the same route. And we couldn't pass the women. The police stopped us going by the women's race. And I actually missed my my commentary. Um, they had to bring a commentator 100 miles, 160 k from London, Outside of London, into London, to do the commentary because I was still on the Cold Is and couldn't get to where the women uh, couldn't get around the women with Paul showing. So it became over the five years, though, on the positive side after the first year because the, the, they were pretty chauvinistic, the French in those days, and to have a women's tour was sort of off the roof. Uh, and the, I remember after the first stage of the women's race, the papers were full of they're not so bad. These are really good bike riders. The whole French attitude changed on that occasion. I think we ran five tours. It might be four. I'm not too sure. Four or five tours. Mm. But the logistics were this downfall. Nothing more than that. The tour are now going to run the French race again. It'll start the day the tour finishes. And, and we're back in with the women's tour now. But I think two at the same time is pushing the odds. They do it on one-day races. They do it on one-day races. The Tour of Flanders, the mm. uh, Gemp Wavergum, and the uh, paris Bay Unfortunately, it would have happened this year. It's been cancelled for the moment, but it might be on the same course in October when we run the men's race. Um, look, as far as I'm concerned, I've been watching all the women's races when they've been on television uh, at home this year. I haven't been able to commentate because nobody wants to employ me to commentate on them. But uh, <laughs> <I've> seen, <laughs> for me, I've seen some terrific realization this year. Really look forward to them. Uh, five years ago, I didn't particularly look forward to turning the women on, even though it might have seen a good finish. But now, I look forward to them. I, I'm familiar with all the all the names and the sponsors. It's just like the men's race. and They really do ride an attacking race. You can feel the aggression. So, I'm 100% behind the changes and whatever comes along, and uh, women's racing now is number one as far as I'm concerned. It's been a long while since I've turned any women
2: on there,
1: uh, Phil. Cool. Well, we'll
0: now? that's a different story, Joe. I didn't say that. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I love about you? If you sometimes your radar is so far off, like your brain goes, I'll say this, this is going to be gold, and then when it comes out, it's just like, ah, that's not so bad. It's not, not bad as gold. vinegar.
1: Well, hey, you <laughs> organize, you, John, you organised the women's races that were always exciting. The women's races on the bike classics, please. The, for, the, the first race. event,
2: first event in the world to uh, give the same prize money for, for the men and women. Yeah, there you absolutely. go. I'm always, I agree. This true. Is that oh, true,
3: John? First cycling
2: yeah. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First cycling event. Yep. Oh wow. Yep.
4: Uh we've got a couple there of comments.
0: Go. Uh the wheel wizard or the weatherman, he said, I couldn't watch yesterday's show live, so I was surprised to win the prize from Let's Go Motorhomes. Thank you. But well, as I West don't West. live oh, yes. in Oz. Oh, the weather show, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, went on day. it. Well, we'll ask about what you got up <laughs> to on your rest day anyway. But he said, as I don't live in Oz been many times, could you give the prize to someone in Australia or do something with it for the Kureka Foundation? That's oh, very nice. And and
2: that's very nice of him. But I, I spoke Uh-oh. with the guys in it. Uh, uh, let's go. No, no. We, we, I'd probably do that anyway. But they are rapt that someone um, overseas has uh, 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 won the the award, and they're prepared to hang off. Wait till it sett- settles down uh, and he can come to Australia and look after him very, very well. So we might do wow. both. We might offer uh, a special little um,
5: um, prize for kaleka
2: but uh, we'd like the Wheel Wizard to um, get out here uh, when when the uh, pandemic settles down and uh, take up the offer.
3: So, wow. it, so he basically well just has to spend about... Eight to ten thousand bucks to come out here for a holiday to get his five hundred dollar. That's bonus. right. No, that's that's good. good deal.
1: That's, that's your yeah. problem, no, 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 problem. No, 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 no. So you don't have to be as,
2: well as negative as that, Scotty. I know it's
3: no, not no. I'm just a being lawyer, no, but, be factual, but. not negative. <laughs> <Yeah>. No,
0: it's <laughs> joking, John. It's called a if joke. He never,
2: if he never went, oh, sorry. If he never wants to come to Australia, fine. But he might yeah. be
0: playing the government. I'm sure he wants while. to. Yeah, he's
3: of been a few times, wants as he to said. Come that. To yeah. He's probably well,
1: my next-door neighbor. I wonder where he lives. You must tell us where he lives. You must come clean where you live. You're probably my next-door Beth- neighbor. I think he's in Belgium. Belgium. Oh, Belgium. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: That's that's so almost Andy-
1: my next-door neighbor.
0: Andy Matthews <coughs> <coughs> says, Nice to see four smiling faces on the show tonight. A bit of spice and discussion is always good. Uh, Samantha In says, a shame, Armand. Gundal Jensen isn't starting today, but not unexpected considering his injuries. Rest up, mate. Uh, Diane Hannum, was love that you're discussing this. Scott is so right, Ari. Perception of women's racing. And yes, it's a respect issue. Uh, And Will Wizard is just saying, I wasn't far out with the weather in Andorra. It's just the 200K to go to get there was uh, very hot. Uh, Ian Thomas, (laughs) I know, we've to that one. it uh, said, with Jack Hague unable to compete in the Olympics, who do you think will replace Jack Haig in the Olympic Robo's team? You already mentioned that before, Ben O'Connor, but um, is there anyone else at the last minute that could be in the mix?
3: Well, look, I think right. so. Ben O'Connor is obviously the one that's on form at the moment, right? So, But he's not thinking about the Olympics. He wasn't sort of in, the, in the mix for that. He's just trying to think about Sunday. So I think he'll be giving first option, but it might and it might sound strange that he might turn that down, I'm not suggesting he will, but I could actually imagine that there's a situation where he does simply because that's another week away, it's in Japan, you've got the COVID situation, is he going to have to quarantine, getting there or coming back, you know, has he been vaccinated or not, all these things that might come into play. So if that does and he doesn't do it, I wouldn't put it past uh, Oz Cycling um, and Rory Sutherland, who is mainly the main man that's that's selecting the, the road team, to look at someone like Simon Clark, who's just been a real journeyman for the national team at world championships and, you know, major events in the past. He could actually rest up these, you know, possibly if his team lets him, take it a bit easier in these last couple of days to try and freshen up a little bit before going to Tokyo. Um, I don't think that he's the next in line for it, but I could see a scenario where they do select someone that is just reliable, that could go there and just help Richie out as much as possible, really. So... Um, yeah, we'll see. But ben, Ben's obviously on form, the guy that should be the one that goes.
1: Actually, uh, Dan, um, yeah. just one second. The um, another non starter today, sadly, is Vincenzo Nibli because he's going to the Olympic Games, and I think this is, might be his last chance to get there. There's a reporter been sent over from here because where I am here with Sky, they don't have the rights for the Olympics, uh, but they send reporters, and the reporter who's gone uh, four days ago, uh, because they have to stay in a hotel for 10 days, quarantine, when they land, before they mm. come out into the big world. And they're given a list of the restaurants they can eat in, and they can't go to any other restaurants. Uh, so there's a lot of restrictions. And I, I don't envy you making the call on this, your, your committee, Scott, because um, there are many uh, problems outside of just selecting a rider for the Olympics
3: right now. Mm-hmm. Well, the track team has been training in Brisbane, so they're they they they're based in Adelaide normally. They moved up to Brisbane uh, five weeks ago or so and they've been training uh, on the Anamines Velodrome up there. Last Saturday they went into, so they've had their own kind of bubble happening, but on, on from Saturday last week they went into a very strict training bubble, um, so no access to anyone outside the group. I was actually planning on going in to, to see the team before they went into their their bubble and then we had the COVID situation spike up again here in Australia, so I didn't I didn't go to do that. But, uh, yeah, I know that they are putting themselves in their own very strict bubble now until they leave mm-hmm. to go to Tokyo. Um, the last thing anybody wants is for an athlete that, you know, doesn't matter if you're there to, to, to win or just participate, if you're one of the favourites or not, but to, to go all the way over there and have picked up COVID somewhere in transit or before you left and then not be able to compete, that would be disastrous. No. So I know the Aussie track team are certainly doing everything they can to protect themselves ahead of going across there.
1: Okay. Mm.
0: Um. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Phil. You obviously had a day off the detour yesterday, but it was all about the release <laughs> of uh, the yes, just, uh, 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 documentary. Uh, How would it go? It, after
1: I did all the press interviews, I met some really nice journalists in England. Cause I talked more to Australian radio stations than the British ones. But the mm. um, chap who interviewed me from BBC Radio Northampton yesterday, where I was telling him, he said, I don't know a lot about the Tour de France, but I once watched it in 1974 when it was in Devon, the first time the tour ever came to Britain. I said, oh, yes, I was the organiser. And I told him all about the Plimpton bypass and we got on really famously. But the downside was about five o'clock last night, having done all the interviews, missed my favourite podcast. The agents rang me to say that the television, the film has been postponed on its launch because of COVID. There's just nobody going to the cinemas, so they've withdrawn it from its release for the moment. This is the second time the release has been cancelled. But hey, what do the Aussies care? They've all seen it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: a sensational movie too. Absolutely sensational.
1: I love it, but it's awfully sad that uh, it's being delayed in my own country. But I, I feel as though, personally, the money came from Australia and the Aussies my first love. So, I'm glad. So, why, why is it, it, it
2: they're, not, they're not going to the cinema and yet 100,000 of them went down to watch you lose the soccer match yes. the
1: other day? Uh, they did. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure whether the cinemas are coming open. I think they're coming open, but there's nobody, they're getting no bookings to watch the yeah. shows. Um, mm. I mean, okay, we're bringing off all, all restrictions next Monday. All restrictions. Life is normal. Yeah, right. No, we're getting 38,000 cases a day at the moment and about four or five are dying, that's all, it's nothing. We kill more than that one day down the pub. But on the other hand, that um, <laughs> the way it's, it's uh, expected now, the, the, the number of cases to rise to over 100,000 a day once they allow mixing. So I'm sticking by the way I'm living now. I, I should put my mask on whenever I'm in public places and, uh, and, and I won't travel to places which, which is overcrowded. And I Mm. don't expect sadly to travel around the world uh, too much either uh, for a while to come. Um, This isn't going away, that's for sure.
3: Um, Phil, do you have the capability to do, like at home, to do some commentary? Have you got enough audio, you know, AV equipment to Um, go to do that?
1: Only if it's via Zoom, actually, Scott, via Zoom, or Mm. we use Teams as well. Uh, Last night, for the first time ever, I did a, a little Instagram with Doug Ryder. Uh, from the Quebeca team and the, the guys behind it, the squad who are uh, Getting all these bikes for the kids in South Africa and I did a nice chat there and You know and what I've done with you this um, Funnily enough, I do have a sound guy's got a total studio who lives next door to me in uh, England and uh, He was always available. I've done I've made commercials in there for him with him and um, but for something as high-tech as this You need a lot of facilities uh, so for the Olympics, when I join Scotty, just a week from now, um, I'll be talking to Scotty, uh, Sydney, I believe, Scotty, and I'll be in, I'll be just literally four kilometres away from where I am right now in the studio. Mm-hmm. The drawback, I go to work 11 o'clock at night and I go home at 7 in the morning. Not too looking forward mm-hmm. to that.
3: Well, do you know, mm-hmm. Phil, I'm not sure if the guys explained it to you. So it's Melbourne, our Mears and I will be in, in Melbourne. Oh, you're in
1: Melbourne, sorry. Yeah, yeah we, no so
3: we w- when we did our test it was in Sydney because they didn't have, so that company it's Gravity okay. Media. They've got their studio set up in Sydney, but it's all being done out of Melbourne. Um, okay. So they've had to build a studio in Melbourne for the games. And that wasn't ready to, to do our test before, uh, when that we did that was it was that five, six weeks ago, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what they are doing is, so when they, I don't know if this is explained to you, um, they told it to me on the, the night we did it. So when they send the, the video that I get to see typically would be you know, instant. Um, But then sending that video to you, for you to watch, would be 24 frames a second behind. So you'd see basically about a second behind what I see. So they don't want that to happen. So they want the footage to match up. So they delay the footage to Anna and I by 24 frames so that we're seeing the same thing at the same time. But when you commentate and it gets sent to us, it's 14 frames a second delayed. Um, So if they left the footage the same, then there would be almost a second and a half delay in our, um, in in your voice getting back to us, which we'd be just stumbling over the top of each other, so they've tried to minimise that as much as possible. Quite technical, what's going into it, but you know, I'm, I'm confused. I am it. confused. Yeah. i was to say, <laughs> the D2
0: has been great practice for all that. Then, <laughs> it's been unbelievable. Yeah, but the only yeah. drawback
1: is there's been no delay from John coming to me. No. I have heard him immediately. see.
0: Yeah, uh, all
2: of it. You need, you need me involved. I can just talk right over the top of everybody. Please. Absolutely.
0: They would never hey, notice the delay. Skull reckons double uh, rates for nice
1: shift. Hey, Phil. Alan, I love you, mate. Thank you. I, I never thought of that, Scotty. Why didn't I mention that? Uh, Actually, because I'm in London, they cut the contract in half. But there you are. That's why. Like-
0: hey, uh, fellas, <laughs> we're into the last week of the tour. So, what I thought we could do, if you want, is stream through some of the stage profiles. This is obviously the stage. Ellen. 16, we uh, gave it a bit of a mention yesterday. But, uh, Scotty, do you want to open up the batting and just give us your quick thoughts on, uh, obviously, the profiles? But looking into the crystal ball as part of the video description, I was just looking for angles, you know. Uh, we'll try and make them <laughs> – just try and make some predictions for this last week. Yeah, sure.
3: Look, mate, the, as we heard from Sam Buley, uh last night, this downhill start, everyone's been talking about that. It'll be attack, 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 as it always is in a to-the-front stage. But typically nothing will go because it's so fast and very difficult for any breakaways to stick on a downhill. Everyone is strong and feeling fresh when it goes downhill from the start. Um, so, yeah, it should be all together until they get to the the first Cat 2. That's definitely when it will split. Um, the question is how far it is from the, the last Cat 2 to the finish line. It's still a fair way. Okay, It's a reasonably short stage at 170 k's. Um, 7% gradient over 5.5Ks, is that something that's really going to test the GC guys? Probably not. So it quite, this kind of might be more of a stage for a breakaway, mm. but also just something to deaden the legs a little bit. Um, it might be a test for you know, maybe guys with a little bit 14th, 15th, 12th on GC to try and get up the road and get some time back. I don't see this as a big uh, test for the GC guys, though. What do you guys think?
1: I'm the same, oh, same as you, Scott. Yeah, yeah I, because uh, the race starts right on the border. Pate de la Casse is um, is the border post, I think. Uh, I've never been there, but it's the border with uh, France. So we're straight. We literally start the race back in France through the beautiful Ariège, which we've been in a few days this year. And um, the Col de Port is a nasty little climb as a rule, but they are going to hit it feeling fresh. I think this is a day that Cavendish will get through without too much bother. We, we don't forget Edvald. Hagen was eliminated as we went into the rest day, too far behind by himself, um, th- through the sprint. I don't think Cal will be there for that sprint, but then we're on to that first category climb there, which is the Col de Cor, I think, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the Col de la Cor. Yeah, that's a nice that little sharp climb, that one. Uh, and and then the, we go over the Porte it's, um, it's a, just a great undulating ride. I love Saint-Gaudin. It's in a fabulous part of the valley, and it, and it races right. If you go continue straight down this valley, you come into Spain. It's usually packed with traffic, but the Tour de France, both sides of the road in Saint-Gaudin is just mountains. It's stunningly lovely. And so the little hill just before the end could decide any final runs for the line. It could be a great stage for Valverde today. He came close uh, two days ago. And uh, mm. he said he backed off chasing Seb Koos because, you know, forty-one. I think you think that you might just overcook it on the descent and die, and he's too old for that. So he, he, he did. Uh, no,
3: he did. Never too old to die, Phil.
1: Well, that is all. Well, don't uh, don't ask me, Scotty. <laughs> and so we we uh, Valverde just desisted. He was clear of the break. He couldn't quite bridge twenty other seconds to to Seb. Um, and so he settled for second Well that's that comes with age and maturity I think But today, I'd, I'd love to see Valverde went today I don't think there'll be a change in the GC today I
0: think you're mm. right yeah, I agree right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think be a Stage 17, open the batting if you... Ah, There. Ah.
2: Nah. We're getting into the bike race now. Well, seventeen and eighteen. <laughs> tour starts, today. It does. It does. But when you looked at this race before the tour started, it almost looked like a race in three parts, and that's how it's been. You know, the first week was going to sprints and exciting and crashes. Well, we certainly got that. But it's been fantastic. Three separate parts, but the finale to this was always going to be these two stages because they one on top of the other. That there's only been three uh summit finishes this whole uh mm. tour de france so which is unusual and disappointing i thought but these are two monster days you won't see any just farting around there'll be real attacks and uh, uh the gc is going to get uh, turned around it's not going to get turned around there's no one coming from outside the top ten to move in but that uh that, that 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 top six places will turn right around but if it won't turn around for that bloke on the old pog, i think he's uh yeah. going to still be there this is, yeah. um, well,
1: this is the showdown this stage show for sure um, Again, just go back to that
3: one as well yeah yep. yeah that yeah. one um so the other thing for 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 us from an australian perspective is this is where phil Anderson took the yellow jersey for the first time the non first non European to wear the yellow jersey on this final climb. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a yeah, bit of significance. Um, it would be very romantic to think that Ben O'Connor could perhaps win um, and take the yellow jersey on this day because Phil did it back in 1981. That's was not going to happen, but it would be Porte? romantic to think it. Scott, was your Yeah, on St. Laurie ah, Salon, oh. Col
2: de St. Laurie Salon. Well, when you go to St. Laurie, St. Laurie Salon, is a little town at the bottom, and the Col de Porte goes one side and the I can't think of the name of the other. I think
1: how about actually, uh, how about the plat de Day? Does that work? The plat de
2: Day. That's where right. that's where Phil got it. So it, it's actually right next door. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought.
1: Because we yeah, very so re- de re- de re- use yeah. this one. We yeah, very yeah. rarely yeah. use the Col de Porte out yeah. of the think, as a finish. But the Platt-de-Day yeah. is the other climb, much harder I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: But this is where um. the terrace blew my car up, you know. Yeah, someone yes. asked someone asked about that someone asked a comment yeah. uh, about there. how how did it filled yeah. out hey, here you go free ranger phil what were your thoughts when your car was blown up in spain yeah you're absolutely right free ranger it was it
1: was in fact in 92. Uh, they did make a mess they blew seven cars up and mine was the first and, and it was literally shoveled onto a flatbed trailer it was the site it was about two meters square because the cars modern times are all plastic just melted but the great news was Paul's show in CDs were in the trunk at the time and they all melted. And I hated it. <laughs> it was the only bonus of the whole situation. We lost was 50 CDs, which he, he played all day long when we were in the car. And in those what days, were they? We Can you remember? On the race. Can you remember some in of the bands? No I, no, I was so glad they were gone. Uh, uh, Billy Ray uh, Cyrus 92.
0: <laughs> Always a positive.
2: I have, I have blown a couple of cars up to do it in myself, but anyway,
0: that's not the story. Yeah. Diesel and, <laughs> and petrol. We know all about that. Uh, stage uh, 18. Uh, no, this, is this is a lovely. shorter one. I love the look of this, boys. Uh, finishing Luzard and the two HC yeah. clients, but 129.7 Ks. That gets me excited, Phil. Short and sharp. Yeah, Luzard and then.
1: Or whichever part of France you come from, is um, I thought we'd never climb this hill again because it was only about seven years ago when the organisation said uh, we're going to lose some of the big famous mountain finishes unless we alter how we cover the Tour de France because there's no room to park on the top of luzard den now all the technical equipment required for the Tour de France. But there it is. It's back. It's a fabulous climb. We're back in... Uh, uh, I think it was 1990, Claudio Chiappucci was, was on the climb ahead of Greg LeMond, came off the other climb at high speed and caught Chiappucci for a lot of time. Uh, Greg always called Chiappucci Cappuccino, and he said, that guy Cappuccino, he said, I'm going to get him. <laughs> and he did, he caught him on this climb up to Luzardi's Then It was a great battle, and Greg, as we know, won the tour in 1990 and '89. So uh, th- I'm, uh, these, are, these are really hard stages, but the hills are late. So for somebody like Mark Cavendish, there's a good chance he'll beat the time limits and live to fight on Friday and Sunday.
2: Unless he gets spat at the
1: first Cat 4, he
3: uh, <laughs> could be in big trouble. That.
1: <laughs> well, that's a, that's a really yeah. good observation, that yes, it's a long way to the finish.
3: Well, even yes. even the hill just before that, as well, six Ks in, there was one just before the cat four. So, yeah. uh, look, yeah. look, look, we missed yeah. the col de tourmalet. Don't forget, that's the look how long they're only saying it's 17 Ks, but there's a long valley lead up to yeah. get to the bottom of it. I'm um, sure this was so. the same finish
1: that Greg caught Cappuccino on. They came off the col de tourmalet chasing it.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, did I say that? No, Oh, God, he did.
2: (laughs) That that is a a really tough stage. The Tormalay is an absolutely monstrous climb, fantastic climb. One of the the climbs that is always in the tour. There's only a handful of climbs that are virtually there every year, and the Tormalay is one. Matter of fact, I can't remember many years it hasn't been there. Wonderful. Occasionally has a finish, but normally it's uh, the entree of the final stage. And those two together, that's and it's the last chance, the, the, the last hurrah for a lot of people. So I think it's just going to be a stage uh, for, for a Pyrenees party. There'll be a few of them.
0: A oh, well, we, can fl- we can fly through this because we're starting to waffle a bit. Uh, Cavill yeah. wins stage 19, Pog will smash the time trial and win the tour, and Cavill win in Paris. So there you
2: go. I, I don't reckon Cavill wins stage 19. There I, I think. No, I don't I don't think they're going to, I think they'll let a break go because I think they want to have the big finale on the Champs Elysees. Say. I think if we uh, let it go, save it all for us. Oh, no, but that's the story. You know, just, just look at if 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 they don't go for that stage right there and they save it all for there, so it'll be huge expectations. And if he doesn't get it, I've got to come back next year to get the record. Either way, he's a winner.
0: That is ridiculous, John. As if they're going to go, you know what, throw it away because we reckon we're going to absolutely piss it uh, yeah. in Paris. Like, I, agree no. with,
1: I agree with you, John, that I don't think Cavill will win, but your reasoning, I think, might be a bit off there. I don't think anybody <laughs> has throw it away. I was just looking, that's why I stopped. I thought you might like to see this. This is the number of times that uh, the riders have actually climbed the Tourmalet. It started in 1910. Uh, right, you see all these all this writing here. Mm-hmm. that's how many times they've climbed the top i can't work this out oh god <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. You, side, you see beside the camera i normally work on not you? you see all yeah. of those every year there and right from 1910 sensational that uh, like, piece in 1910 since. this is exciting yeah. it's exciting <laughs> i'm glad i found that now
2: but tell us what it says Bill. how many times have they climbed it
1: well, that's it. I, that's why I r- looked at it, and they don't list it anymore. They used to have a bracket <laughs> saying, well, I'll t- if you've got another hour, Dan, I can count <laughs> up the years, but I can confirm it started when we when we first went into the mountains, which was in 1910. It was on the original route, and on that occasion, when we went into the mountains in 1910, they used the uh, Porte d'Aspe and um, the famous names, I can't think of them now, so famous, um, they called it the Circle of the Dead Men. And i'll tell you another story um when i was working with espn and the uh, Casatelli got killed on the, on the descent of the Porte d'Aspe, um i'd already pre-recorded my opening for espn and uh, i'd said i'd pointed out this is the first time this hill was used it was 1910. Uh, the, the rider said it was so hard uh, they were, they were murderers. The organisers were murderers, etc. And the, they nicknamed this race the Circle of the Dead Men because they are all saying they couldn't get round this route. And, of course, later in the day, Casatelli was killed on one of the climbs. So you won't believe the panic to get that tape, which I'd opened the tour story with, off air before it went out. I had to mm. completely record the opening. Um, they were horrible days. And um, Richard Varonc was the winner that day. And they didn't tell him until he finished a coterie on a mountain uh that uh Cassatelli died on the route because he just would have collapsed in tears so they didn't tell him at all till he finished the race yeah mm.
0: uh, tragic oh
1: yeah oh, it was terrible because he was a really nice guy too and mm. Yeah.
3: Mm. well okay trump we've got to lift it back up again now so back to your point um, john. Lifted,
1: yeah. all you've got to do is ask john the question that'll lift it back up be fine
3: yeah yeah look well, i think that your your scenario john is a far better movie like that is yeah. that makes by mm. far exactly. a better movie yeah. But I think in reality, I think they're not going to risk it. It'd be, it'd be incredible if they did. If they actually did come out with that tactic, mate, <laughs> oof, that would be amazing yeah. that they would risk that. Although they, they could be feeling so incredibly confident because the other guys haven't been anywhere near him. The fastest guys that started the race are no longer here. Um, and you can only beat who's left. And yeah, they, they, can quicker, they can win both.
0: They can win both. No worries. Yeah,
3: so yeah. What 36 for the record. They
0: can. Yep. Oh boy! Yeah, you see, Wigo. Wigo was um,
3: at the the last stage as well. And we saw some footage of Cav catching up with uh, with with Wigo, giving him a big hug and all that stuff. Trying to, I guess, obviously trying to keep being good with Wigo because Brad does um, look as if he's become a bit of a London gangster. So he wants to make sure he's in with that crowd as well, just in case things go wrong. He needs to get someone to fix fix a few problems well, uh, for him. It, but, um, it
1: also shows that uh, Cav Scott forgave him for not riding with him properly in the Madison in two thousand and four in Athens. Because everybody else won medals on the team except Cav, because when I said to Cav, I'm sorry, sorry you didn't make it, Mark in the Madison," they were, hey, there was nothing wrong with me. I was going great, but he never said <laughs> it was Wiggins that was riding rubbish. But Wiggins Oof. had gone off. He'd won three gold medals. He was he'd gone off, and he was. They should have taken Wiggins out and put somebody like Geraint Thomas in, in to ride with Cav because Cav was fuming. They must have forgiven mm. him, eh? I must run yeah. that story. That's
3: yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> Spice it up again. Get it going. Get that hatred happening again. Now they're certainly oh, good mates now, yeah. that's for sure. Mm.
0: That's I, yeah, Phil. We were. I,
2: I, uh, I just looked up. I just looked up Tour Malay and the Tour de France, and yes, I can tell you. Go on. It, it's hardly a year it's missed down. It's been in, it's been in about well, fifty or sixty times. So there you go.
1: Well, was, you told us it, nothing. We knew mother, it was in here. Certainly, we climbed it twice. Well, I thought you were going to give me the figure.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, like... I, I, I was happy too but uh, no nah, it's not it's there not there is
1: it <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was well, the point of that
0: John <laughs> but don't well, worry I'm... John I'm going
1: to
2: count
0: it shortly <laughs> when, I, when I
1: leave you guys I'm going to count the number of winners so i got it for the yeah. two uh, okay. we
4: we'll oh, better okay. let you okay. get back to I work got a
1: day day slash Peloton. well done Dan
4: just loved meeting
1: you coming. guys yesterday I can't understand it but she, she she was on a high after she came off the podcast yesterday I had to go out and do the garden because I couldn't stand anymore of how good she was and
0: how <laughs> I was. Uh Andy Matthews says top 6 with the bookmakers today Ooh. are Van Art, Alaphilippe, oh. uh, Aaron Burr, Fraley, yep. Court and Mahoric. Who do you like out of that? Well group? I've actually Phil? gone for Mahoric. I've because I've, I've
1: done we have a competition you know on TV. But Andy uh, Adam Blythe came back He was second today. He's gone for Van Art. The others haven't seen who they've gone for yet. You see, everybody is not going for Pogaccia. is gonna ride his style of riding. He'll use his team as long as he can, and once they're getting near the end, he'll be probably on his own, but he'll just marshal them and he needs to marshal. So there will be a not a surprise winner, but a guy who takes his opportunities well, who wins today. Mm.
2: I, I like Van Aert and Allah. Uh, Van what can I say? This guy can do yeah. anything,
0: he can do absolutely mm. anything. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. All right, Phil, we better let you go, You're mate. Get back to work up on that brand-new big screen.
3: Can I put a question to you, Phil? Um, yeah, on the, like so it. the rest day, what does did NBC do anything at all for the rest day? They do a show or some sort of thing? What, yeah. What they they, to?
1: Even when we're on the tour, um, they've always had the principle that everybody must have the day off. So throughout the build-up towards the rest day, the, the host commentator, our commentary's already laid, uh, they build a picture for the rest day of a whole programme. Uh, and all he does is put the alone welcomes on the top the night before. But the, we always have the day off on the rest day. Uh, but they do run a, um, quite a big show, uh, giving, bring you all up to date with the story so far. So there was a show yesterday, but we had our day off. <laughs> well, they called it a day off. I couldn't cut the grass again. It rained.
4: and, um, and I, was, I was on the radio for most
1: of it. And I actually finished work at... Um, uh, half past seven last night, and then it was too late to go out. So we had just a dinner, and I was in bed at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, ten o'clock. Yeah.
4: Mm. Is it We've still been
1: dramatic?
3: Been do they still? Yeah. Do they still do the big dramatic? You know, like the Americans love the drama and the big, you know, the big voiceover. I remember uh, as a kid, we used to get it on. Uh, it was uh, Nine Wildwater Sports here in Australia. A week delayed yes. coverage of the tour, and it was John Tesh used to do the VO for it, and it was always about uh, the drama and overcoming off
1: John Tesh is my mate. He he lives in California. Has his own radio program. Married uh, Connie Selleck, who was a great tennis player. Apparently, I've never heard of her, but it's a nice girl. Um, John and I used to work through the night, every Friday night during the tour. Um, it was a very interesting coverage, and they won lots of Emmys. Um, and uh, th- th- what happened with, with CBS came with the idea they were going to make a Saturday or a Sunday film for CBS. And they took a whole week to make it. They had the most expensive hotel, jo- Georges sank at the top end of the Champs-Élysées. They never left that base. They flew me back every six days by helicopter from wherever I was in France and got me back to the race for the next morning because I worked for British TV. Uh, and I worked 24-7 at weekends. It was not very pleasant, but the, the shows were sensational. Um, and they used to say to me, we don't we don't care who won the stage. In America, nobody's ever heard of Valentirio Nibali. Yeah, don't need him. So I said, OK. So build the story on the guy who's winning the race. Let's see how he lives. And, of course, they were lucky with Greg LeMond and all those in those days. And so that's what they did. And the shows are so popular. But they have money. I mean, they mm-hmm. would spend $80,000 just making the opening to the show where they'd be in the battlegrounds of northern France. They would I'd be carried over the mud to be put in a pillbox in the middle of a field. And then they would explode the picture. And I'd be walking a cobbled street in Belgium. It was unbelievable, the money they spent yeah. and the time it took yeah. to build those profiles. But I remember the manager of the hotel when I flew up in the, at night. I used to get up there about 11 o'clock at night in the helicopter. And I would go in the hotel to check and thought, wow, this is a place. It's one of those very expensive hotels where you opened your door and all you got at the door were the steps going up to your room. No, There was no entry point, steps at the door. And the, the doors didn't have numbers. They had names. I thought, this is going to be expensive. Anyway, mm. it was a fabulous place. But the boys, the, the manager came to me one day and he said, Mr. He said, Is there a problem with the hotel? I said, What do you mean? It's fabulous hotel. Yes, he said, But all your friends outside in the big truck, they never sleep here <laughs> because they never had time to sleep. They slept on the floor of the truck building those films. I <laughs> you do bring out some good stories. <laughs> you <know>? uh, <laughs> I
2: love
3: your stories, after NBC paid you eighty thousand dollars just to do the opener, how much did they actually spend on the opener? <laughs>
1: oh, about eighty nine dollars. It was
2: quite. quite <laughs> <great>. <laughs> just, just before you go, Phil uh, Dan, I don't know if you've got that uh, uh, that thing on the Australian Sight and Champions Book, but I wanted to fill the scene uh,
0: part of that. If, you, whoops, if you've got it there, whoops. oh, your I, I, right. I, did, I didn't queue no. those photos up. So oh, good on you. I didn't. Oh, Can we talk about God. it tomorrow? Yes, say?
3: So? Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we, can do, we, can do, we can do it. We can about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No,
3: we've seen it now. That's great. That's great, yeah.
2: fine. That's <laughs> great. The, the, the photo of you with uh, hair, Scotty. That's why I wanted uh, oh. to see it. Probably. Oh, really? Right, right. right. yeah. I've got scenes. some hair. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I
1: know the scenes, guys. I know the scenes.
2: There you go. There, oh, he, is. That, yeah. there he is. Who yeah. is it?
1: Yeah. Who is it? Oh. <laughs> it's
3: Scotty. It was lovely flowing oh. hair too. Oh, yeah. We'll do it tomorrow oh. because
2: it's a, it's a nice book. Warren Bama wrote a really nice book on Australian cycling champions, right the history. And I'll send you a copy of it. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it tomorrow.
0: All good. I've got to train I've to train you uh, up on okay, how to actually do some work, John, and help out a lot because, yeah, there's a lot of – It's constantly – Oh, all right, we'll get it well, sorted. Well, I'm
1: going to go now. I'm overrunning
2: now. Phil. You want me? I get the guests. I get, I get the sponsors. I do all the hard work anyway. You just do the money yeah,
1: for this. Yeah. Yeah, you be careful, Dan. You could sack you. <laughs> you would be very good at doing the technical things, John. You'd be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I mate, don't think Dan's agreed. i like to
0: enjoy the last episode of the detour, folks. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going. Well, yeah, no worries. Go. Worries. Phil. All the best, guys. Hey, Phil. Thanks, mate. Five more no, days it's to right. go
1: after this one. Look forward to it. Take care. Bye-bye.
3: Good on you, mate. See you. For, good
1: on you, pal.
3: Hey, me. Johnny, can you do that? Can you just lean back in your chair again and put your hands up as you did before? <laughs> yeah. No, no, bring them down a little bit.
0: Bring, yeah, but up just a little yeah. bit like that. Lean
3: Scarface. back. Scarface. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was thinking Don
0: Corleone. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the Don.
3: All
0: right. Uh, we'd like to introduce uh, an ad break now from sponsors that have been sourced by John Trevorrow, managed by John Trevorrow. It's all thanks to John Trevorrow. That's, of course, Let's Go Motorhome for bike
5: Change. Right uh, up, John. You started You started Here we go. <laughs> we all love an open road, and often they're easier to find during quieter times of the year. In a Let's Go Motorhome or camper van, you can road trip in comfort and style any time of the year. When the roads are quiet, you can get where you want quicker and easier without jostling for position. Chances are, your destination won't be as busy too, which means you'll enjoy your traveling adventure even more. Plus, if you book a let's go motorhome or campervan in the off season, you pay less, meaning you can travel longer. There's a type of motorhome or campervan for everyone, so you won't have to compromise on what you want. The whole range has the things you need to help create the perfect road trip experience including heating and cooling keeping you comfortable on the road all the time whether there's two or six of you there's a motorhome for everyone and in a let's go motorhome your journey can be just as fun as the destination you want to reach the open road is calling check out some of our great offers online today and start planning your next road trip rain hail Oh, Sean. Look at this bike.
4: You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. It's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them. All looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs semi amateurs and pro amateurs this guy wants this bike but with this crank and these bars this could be the perfect match but not this one this girl has a bike to sell and thousands of people might purchase it eyes on bikes help grow small businesses his hers yours and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving we are the world's number one bike marketplace With over 500,000 products and 900 brands, where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns and rides.
0: Thanks again to our sponsors, Let's Go Motorhomes and uh, Bike Exchange. Now, Carolyn Harbeck, I think she's worried. She goes, play nice, boys. This is what we do. (laughs) You should have seen the... The Barneys used to have on the road at the Tour de France. This is nothing. Oh, um, talk about yes. the butter
3: knife. Do not mention the butter knife.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dale <laughs> wants to know. Whoops. Uh, what's the Mitchell and four by four worth these days, Johnny? The Mitcherton four by four with 4x4. the artwork 4x4. on it, the indigenous artwork
2: Oh, uh, it? yeah. In yeah. Ah, I mean, yeah. It's up yeah. to a couple of mil, wasn't it? Yes, mm. that's very true. I yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, well, it, I think it's sold. I was up there the other day, I couldn't find it. So I think it must, it's
3: gone.
0: Free Ranger, if his favorite chips, salt and vinegar. <laughs> 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 Very good.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. A, um, yeah. You know, I know Ben O'Connor.
2: So, so much, um, it's much better to say vinegar chips. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, vinegar chips. That's right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. you've got to cut off again, Scotty. <laughs> That's
3: All right, 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 mate. We're just, um, ben O'Connor. Remember, we heard the stories about, you know, the first time he went and raced outside of uh, Perth or outside of Australia, the National Road Series, went to the um, Qinghai Lake Tour in China, which Mm. is, um, for I've raced it myself, it's all at altitude. So I think the first day started at 1,800 metres. You know, that was a flattish circuit course. The second day went up onto the uh, Qinghai Lake Plateau, and that's all above, like, 2,500 metres. And they go up to 4,000 on some of the climbs or just over 4,000 metres. Brutally, brutally hard just because of the high altitude. 4,000
2: metres? Really? Yeah,
3: yeah, crazy. Um, really tough. And, and, and what was really interesting, around the lake itself, so the lake hills up or mountains all around the side of the lake, so you go off the side, up over a climb, back onto the lake again, and racing above 2,500 metres to 3,000 metres around the lake, and me being a, you know, a stronger sort of you know, track based rider, it'd start to string out with in you know, a slight cross breeze. It wasn't a lot of wind, but it was a bit of a breeze. And it'd start to string out. And that's when I'm in my element. And then the guys in front would lose the wheel. And you think, oh, geez, we're not even going that hard. So you go to close the gap. But because of the lack of oxygen, it's sort of like a time bomb three, two, one, and then you just blow up yourself. So it's a really, really challenging environment. And Ben did really well, did well. That race is on at the moment. So they're three days in. into so that tour, eight-stage tour. Obviously, it's lost all of its luster because there's no one travelling, nothing happening. Um, and it has been a really good showcase for international riders at that second level, as Ben was back then. But this time, there are 17 teams in it, all Chinese. There's not one international rider in that race at all. So, uh, yeah, that's just going to... that'll disappear this year and no one will even know uh, and identify any class talent coming through that one, unfortunately.
0: Wasn't there good prize money at that race? Like I heard stories of Swannies Mm. literally stuffing thousands of US dollars into their bag heading back in the chop-up. Like, it used to be, like, 15 stages or something, didn't they? And they were, like... Yeah, yeah. They used to call it, like, the
3: fourth Grand Tour. Sorry, mate. They used to call it, like, the fourth Grand Tour because it was two weeks long, all at high altitude, good money. I remember I felt really um, perplexed at one stage because the year I rode it, we we stayed right out the back of the lake somewhere. There's nothing out there. We're talking the middle of China. And we stayed in this hotel that was still unfinished um there was nothing else around like the town that it was in was very very small it almost just looked like sort of market area maybe for the uh, for the farmers in the region and i looked out the back window and noticed that there was a, a few tents out there and i asked um one of the the managers of the hotel you know who are they what are they doing he said, well they're the workers that are building this hotel because it's still not finished i'm like well what's the tourism industry like here why is this hotel being built he said well it's just for you so what do you mean just for us? I so, said, well, yeah, when the race was announced it was coming here, then they started to build the hotel. And that was it. And I thought, <laughs> hang on, they've got nothing here. And we come in and do this bike race with our Western values and our Western equipment and and we and the workers are staying out, you know, in these tents building this hotel just to make us feel good and look good or make them look good to us. Um, when they're all in poverty, and this is a place that's minus 30, 40 degrees in winter and These mm. guys have been out staying in tents building the hotel, it was quite perplexing. It made me feel really uncomfortable.
0: Oh, for sure! Been intense. Uh, um, yeah. I've sent the link to Matt White, but uh, I haven't got the double blue ticks if he, which says he could be in some bad service areas. No, so. well, he, he,
2: he did tell me that he was going to try and do it on somebody else's phone because uh, they were but, on the yeah, yeah, and no, yeah, it did, wasn't working, right. So I well, we'll, try,
0: we'll try and get him tomorrow and we're pretty much ready to wrap things up anyway what,
3: what's yeah. what's his love for like I, it took me a long time to get rid of my blackberry the last i had a couple and everyone went to iphones or samsung's mm. or whatever and i just i really did like that feel of the buttons that's it um
0: but it what else do they I offer
3: got, well nothing anymore but um i didn't realize it's still actually a company that exists so so what is it with why why is he why is he still sticking with it
2: Ooh. Well, he's got, he has got a an iPhone as well. But the problem up there is uh, in Andorra, it's a different network, and he wasn't connected with that network or something. So,
0: oh, and it's really expensive. Once you flick over, yeah. and if you get caught on the wrong one and you don't have like a, a partnership sort of deal, I've heard horror stories. The guy's just been there for two days and getting stung like a thousand euro and stuff. So, got to be careful. For sure. It's a rot. Yeah. The telecommunications Rort. industry.
3: It's it's a it's a rot. Sandy and the crew can tell us, and Diane, they can tell us how much of a rot it is, but That's um, right. We won't
0: mention names. But it's isn't it? That's it. It's all you have to do when you cross the border. Final tips for stage sixteen, fellas. Who's gonna win? What uh,
3: well, well, van art well, van art? Yep. Yeah, look, remember we said um, in the second week that once we get deeper into the race, it's the usual suspects that keep getting into the breaks with you know, with a few exceptions, but because they are just the guys that are getting through the race better than than everybody else. And Walt has shown that he's up for it every time. There's a break that suits him, he's in it. So hard to go past him. Well Van Hart. Yep.
2: And yeah. I look forward to the those clients because uh, uh, it be Wout and Wout because the other Wout will be up there going for the king of the mountains. So it would be Wout versus Wout, I reckon, because it's... I reckon poles, it's and, poles and art. Poles and art. Poles and art, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Blue poles, uh, fine art. But um, be, it'll,
0: it'll be a woot woot for Wout, Wout. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the battle behind with the pog and vinegar chips. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> don't, you Mick Jagger, don't worry, Mick Jagger will be doing his dance as well. <laughs> that's no. right. That's all up. Uh, hey, your voice is back too. Does that mean that um, you get the accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, no, keep, coming out. Coming
0: keep out. Keep put, uh, putting your requests in, guys. I think it'll be a, a five-song medley, uh, just a couple of bars of each. All right. Yep. All right, as we always say, keep supporting the show, keep telling your mates, youtube.com forward slash detour podcast. Uh, we'll guarantee that tomorrow we'll keep it spicy because we it. have I'm a good. big
2: announcement for tomorrow.
0: Uh, a cookie
2: we? monster, the cookie monster.
0: Oh, Baden Cook, who's on Australian Survivor. Yeah, yeah, we've got
2: cookie on tomorrow, so uh, that would be great.
0: It's the
3: interesting when you've got a, an interest. Sorry, Danny, when you've got some interest in things like I, I don't care about. Don't watch it. Don't. But now cookies on it. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Is a mate. I
0: want to watch this. Yeah, we oh, go. Uh, that, this would be great. Uh,
2: that will be good. But,
0: but how did he like? It's brains versus brawn, and he's on the brains team. <laughs> like I can't believe that.
3: Ask that to his face tomorrow. That's what I, will. I suggest. Well. Yeah. Hey, can I just give you... a shout out to my to my mum? because yep. I, I think my sister Jenny said that uh, she was going to fire it up so Mum could watch. She likes seeing her boy, um, her youngest, her baby, on uh, on anything. So um, I don't look like a baby anymore. But, uh, yeah, hi, Mum.
0: Well, <laughs> if you had to give me enough notice, I could have queued up that photo again.
3: Which one? Uh, oh, from the, from the games, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Tomorrow
2: well. night. Mum will have to watch again tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. There
0: you go, go Mum.
3: That's yeah. just for you. All right. yeah. so I try to mix myself with the medal. Yeah. I'm
0: thinking. All right. See you tomorrow night with uh, the Cookie Monster. Stay tuned. Take it easy.